Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to the Blank Slate. Thanks for pressing play. Uh, it's your host here, uh, one of your co-hosts here in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Drinking, I don't know how it got into my refrigerator, but I'm drinking a straw burrito. It's wow. 8% alcohol. I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, and 92% sugar. Uh, and uh, yeah, we are here uh, for uh, the final uh, kind of the wrap up post mortem, I guess I could say, uh, on this past NBA season. Yes, it's a little past due, but uh, just like hype, we don't. Uh, our takes are just like hype. Uh, they don't get hot; they stay hot. How about that? Uh, I practiced that on the shitter earlier. Uh, joining us <laughs> on wow. Skype. God. Uh, shut up! You're not supposed to be here yet. <laughs> I'm always here. Uh, joining me. Uh, from Charlotte, uh, it's the fucking Miami sound machine himself, Osman Canizales. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. It's fucking hot. That's about it. All right. <laughs> and finally, making his appearance on these NBA centric shows it's our very own kid from akron chris mullet in orlando how you doing baby doing good you know i think it was about like 10 15 years ago that uh larry king appeared on pardon the interruption with uh uh with the original i think it's the Wilbon and kornheiser this is never on at the same time it was like this is the best show on tv and they aired that clip for 15 years uh <laughs> that's that's how i feel being on the bank shot with youtube because man this is an honor. I've, I've enjoyed this so much. I'm one of the co-hosts of the show, and I don't even want to be a co-host on the show anymore. I want to be replaced by Osmond on the show. I don't, I don't, I don't even want to be on the show because I don't want to ruin the chemistry and the energy and the integrity and the Miami of everything. I'm worried. Let's do this. He's our fucking babyface assassin. We've been keeping under wraps all these years. The fact that this man doesn't have like a $12 million development deal with ABC and uh, <laughs> and like two warrants is a miracle. <laughs> two warrants. All great. right. Now don't suck. Bitch, you almost made me spill some fucking spit coke on my keyboard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we are what, 10, 11 days after the finals um, in a, what was a four-game sweep uh, of the Cleveland Cavaliers by the Golden well, hold, hold, hold on, hold on. What's up? No, I've only been off the cruise four days. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, what year is it? <laughs> what year do you want it to be? Man, fuck, that's the perfect question to get me out of this hypothetical situation already. <laughs> I was going to try to pretend it was 2016 for about five to ten minutes. <laughs> but I didn't do my 2016 research. Yeah. 
Um, Osmond and I had a lengthy debate over who we even wanted to be in these finals, as did the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, speaking for myself, feel like I was appropriately satiated and got what I wanted out of these finals. It, aside from the result, which nearly killed me via sandwich. <laughs> oh, oh, we will get there. We'll get there. Uh, Osman, how'd you feel? Uh, felt like I should have told myself I told you so like 10 times when I had any kind of slight in thinking that LeBron had a chance to pull this off. As much as I love the Cavs and wanted them to do something great. I just had that, you know, feeling in the back of my mind, like these guys are just going to get destroyed. And sure enough, you know, they did. And on top of everything, um, I find out yesterday that Jordan Bell got sent Hennessy, sent Jordan Bell shipments of Hennessy since he ran out during the parade. Um, So I'm assuming they're having a great time still. (laughs) In, in In other Jordan news, in other Jordan news, Jordan Clarkson was drinking Hennessy in the locker room during the finals. <laughs> and mullet how'd you feel about these finals buddy and in other news jordan clarkson <laughs> get hit by an automobile <laughs> no uh look you know I, I don't talk during the finals i'm superstitious as hell yeah. um i uh, i felt things i uh game one i ripped the shirt i was wearing um fact <laughs> Like Hogan style or yeah, yeah. I I will send you the photo so you can use it for the picture of the podcast if there's nothing else that comes up. Oh my God, but uh, <laughs> J.R. Smith catches the rebound, dribbles out. I jump out of my chair. My child stays asleep. I yell and I just flat out rip from the neck down to like underneath my titties. My homecoming king Akron Beacon Journal LeBron shirt, and then I threw something against my front door, and then I had to sit down and watch the rest of the game, looking like I was, was in an episode of Cops, <laughs> looking like the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, uh, I I don't necessarily agree with Osmond that we got dominated. We got dominated in Game Four. I think just like uh, last season's championship. A lot closer than people are going to remember, despite the fact it's a good, it was the closest four game sweep I've ever watched in my life. No, I, you, I agree with that. When sure. you consider that we won game one, um, <clears throat> consider that we, for all intents and purposes, should have won game three right. as well if Durant did go fucking nuclear. It's the same thing as last year. Last year we should have been up two one in that series, and we were and we weren't. We were down three nothing. Yeah, so, yeah I, just, I just feel after game one, once I, I mean, and obviously the news of LeBron with his hand that came out after the finals was over, but I just felt after game one, I knew like there was no coming back from that. You could just see how distraught and how the team morale just went to shit. And the fact that LeBron didn't want to necessarily like hype his team up at the end of the game and say, still, we got this after, you know, before we went into overtime, he was kind of distant. I was like, he's done. He's yeah. already over it. Because that was the last straw. He, he was <laughs> betrayed by his teammates. Yeah. He yeah. he gave them trust and love, and they gave him poop in return. They the the, the thing I I did love about this finals was like we got a lot out of it. Like 
we got an epic, memorable game that they'll be playing on hardwood hardwood classics for years to come. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got um, insane, amazing moments uh, between uh, the, uh, the the foul switch towards the end of that game. Uh, the Cavs actually hanging in in the third quarter in game one. The JR thing is is its own fucking film to dissect. That's its own 30 for 30. I was going to exactly say the guy that did the Bartman documentary yeah. needs to do everything about those six seconds. The, the, uh, the, the testiness at the end of that game, like I was saying, going into it, like every single nudge is going to be amplified compared to if any other teams were in this finals. The thing, as well as Steph Curry uh, breaking the record for threes made in a finals game, Kevin Durant stealing the finals MVP from his own teammate from game three and game <laughs> four. Um, my, the, I'm not going to say it's my favorite thing, but like just in the grand scheme of basketball history, and you want to think about things as like, you know, symmetrical and, and just like history coming back up again and again, like the circumstances aside, the JR rebound like has shares enough similarities to the Bosch rebound Ray Allen three pointer from the finals in 2012, right? Uh, 2013. Except, 2013, except you know, the antithesis. <clears throat> it, man. Not to, not to mention the 5,000 internet memes and videos that developed after that as well. <laughs> just LeBron's face yeah. looking at JR and just such like disappointment. I felt like my heart melted for LeBron. I was just there like, no. That game was come a gift on. to the internet. <laughs> I feel tricked being here. What? Come on. What, what, what else were we going to talk about? The other I thing, know. Here's, here's the other thing that, that um, I'm shocked I had heard nowhere else talk about it after the game a week after the game whatever was this one play towards the end of the fourth quarter durant's on the perimeter lebron is uh guarding him and durant straight up okie dokes lebron puts a good move on him lebron the athlete that he is recovers gets back to durant in time for him before he's about to like lay it up and strips the ball fucking clean and mm-hmm. it's called an offensive wow. foul. And that was LeBron's first wow. foul of the entire fucking game. And nobody's talking about that. Everyone's talking about that uh, that ch- uh, charge, not charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nobody is talking about that one play. And that felt just as crucial as that other one. It was. It started everything. And it wasn't the only one, too. I think George Hill got called. I was just called. about to say that. Yeah. 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 Hill, Hill got also called just, on another one. It was also just an amazing moment in just as a spectator, as when they inform you uh, that's LeBron's first foul of the game. Yeah. Motherfucker went like six games at one point in his career without committing a foul. You know how fucking difficult that is? It's Especially insane. someone like his size who plays the defense he plays. It's like. It's ridiculous. You could sneeze and get a, a flagrant one. <laughs> He's so fucking big. Yeah, I mean, that was that was the start of it all. And then, of course, uh, we, 
none of this this whole conversation would be different. You want to back to the future of this shit. If George Hill George Hill makes a free throw. I don't know he why the ghost the hook. I don't know why the ghost of Nick Anderson shot into <laughs> George Hill's anus all of a sudden. Yeah. I know Nick Anderson's alive. Don't tweet me. But like you just make that fucking free throw and none of this happens. Yeah. None of this happens. And then J.R. Smith is not the sacrificial lamb in this situation. Granted, if anyone was going to do that, of course it was J.R. Smith that was going to do that. J.R. Smith's entire career was l- leading up to that moment, and we all know it. J.R. S- it was a real shame that J.R. Smith decided to visit Earth that day and make that decision. <laughs> yeah, uh, no one should be mad that J.R. Smith did the most J.R. Smith thing of all time. Yeah, and the worst is when I, like when when you see LeBron is when they talk to him post game, and he's like, you know, I thought. We ha- I thought we had a timeout, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to pull a Chris Webber. And then Ty Lue, you know, sitting on the bench, finds out, yeah, we had a timeout the whole time. And it's yep. just like, what? <laughs> yep. I know, I know, I know. That was the one case where Mike, you know who probably would have remembered that type of shit? Mike Brown. It's the only time I wanted Mike Brown on my fucking back. Mike Brown's sitting right over there. He's got perfect stats of everyone's fucking timeouts, probably. Frank from the, the turtle-looking motherfucker over there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and as soon as it went overtime, we we are a horrendous overtime team playing against well, like the the best get hot in five minutes team of all time. You know that that game is over. Not just that, but you also just had the most demoralizing shit of all time happen. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Buckner levels of shit. Pete Rose is going to be at WrestleMania going. He left J.R. Smith <laughs> some tickets. <laughs> But he, but, he, but he couldn't figure out what the score was to get him. Oh, God. Kyle Corver says hello. <laughs> By the way, I'd like everyone to make sure to go to your um, your corner of all your towns and make sure to check and see if those uh, Kyle Corver is missing posters are still up. No one's found him yet. He's been, <laughs> he has disappeared for the past three weeks. I'm really worried. Someone needs to notify his wife. Um, because he didn't show up to the NBA Finals for the second straight year. Well, no, he uh, he he is in a body swap comedy with Rodney Hood. Is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fucking Rodney Hood. Honestly, like all, all jokes aside, though, I Rodney Hood should have been playing from yes. the get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like from the get. He, I don't know what them so long to put him in. And and even so, and even Jeff Green showed like, showed up. I mean, when when they needed him to, but it was just like, what what is I mean, Tyler? I mean, honestly, LeBron coaches, but like, who what 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 are they thinking when they realize it wasn't going to work the first way around? There's a couple different know. things with that. There's a couple different things. Number one, and I talked about this, I think with Tope, maybe with Rich online, but you got to remember at the end of the day that LeBron is a great teammate on the floor, but LeBron is not a great teammate in actuality. <laughs> he's never made any. He's, I love the. I could have the him and Jordan argument all day long, and I can tell you so many reasons. But he's never elevated anybody like Jordan elevated Pippen. I mean, granted, that's only what Jordan has. But he has more so like demoralized guys in just their being. And I think part of that happened to Hood, and then also whatever happened at the end of the Raptor series where he wouldn't come off the fucking bench mm. to uh, to play get garbage time. That totally fucked him up. They just benched him, and then they just played him out of necessity. I'm shocked they even played him as much as they did. Um, so that's that was part of it. But then it just boils down to the fact that there was there was just nobody else. Kevin Love had a good series. 
He yeah, did. yeah, he had a decent yeah. series. He had a very decent series. He had a yeah. good series. We didn't need Kevin Love to have a good series. We need Kevin Love to have a great series, and he, he's not capable of doing that anymore. Uh, and then everybody else. Are you saying? Are you saying Kevin Love is washed? I don't think Kevin Love is washed. Kevin Love is going to be a great third best player on a team. Okay. Kevin Love is a better offensive. Uh, I was going to say Kenneth Fareed, maybe. Or like Kevin Kevin Love is Nene in two thousand and ten. Okay, okay, because still can contribute, and I get, yeah, I'm, like, there, I'm there, I'm there. <clears throat> yeah, but like he's he's not he's not it. He's not it. Question. Yes. For Mullet. Yes. Uh, you enter a room, and you can kick one of these mm-hmm. men full force, AJ Styles style. In the nuts. Yeah, I already know like four of the people on this list. It's J.R. Smith and Jose Mesa. Or Mesa, all day long. Yeah? Jose Mesa, I'm like literally having him stand against the wall and I'm just like doing it over and over again like uh, like a punch, of, like one of those like speed bags in boxing just with my foot. Because ultimately, ultimately J.R. managed to capitalize on or managed to like come back a little bit in game two game two or three he had like a pretty good game mm-hmm. like if that happened in like game seven yeah. then jr smith is not living and breathing right now as we record this podcast <laughs> like jr smith jr smith is dead yeah um, i can see that <laughs> like it's game one and again he'll he'll miss the fucking free throw jose mesa literally blew that entire game single-handedly and ruin my childhood. I'm an adult now, also. I can handle these things better. Okay. Well, we're thankful for him. <sighs> that means anything. <laughs> God, I hate being on a podcast with two fucking Miami people. Hey, here's, here's a fun story for you. So I forget, I think it was me, Rich, and Jeff Spaulding. We were out of town doing a wrestling, uh, doing a wrestling like trip, and we played putt putt one afternoon. And like the family in front of us, the dad had a 1997 Florida Marlins like championship fucking shirt on. And we're just like, hey, I'll check out this guy's shirt. And I swear to God, I demolished Rich on the next back nine just out of sheer fucking spite. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't point out a fucking Florida Marlins. Like, I played the, I played better golf than anybody at the U.S. Open this past weekend <laughs> in those nine fucking holes just because of how angry I was that I was pointed out. So still a sore subject. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, look, uh, uh, we were happy to be there. I mean, I personally think we would have fared better against the Rockets. Same. Um, I think most people would, but then it was also the familiarity of of the of the Warriors. I was excited for it because I mm-hmm. thought. The expectations and LeBron's just something felt different about LeBron, but then he had to go full on Chris Mullet at a Jeff Spaulding party and punch a fucking chalkboard <laughs> and break his hand. Um, God, you really are just a kid from Akron. Yeah, we're all the same, man. I hate to tell you. Every, every male that was born in Akron from 1983 to 1991 has broken one of their hands by punching a wall. <laughs> by punching a wall. Uh, and I get. I can't believe no one figured it out sooner because if you watch game two through four, like how fundamentally different LeBron played those games there, to 
there were some the semis in the conference. Yeah, there were people like starting to kind of piece stuff together, but yeah, no one really like openly. Well, yeah, apparently it. there was rumors that he hurt himself, but it just never got like it never was big enough. Yeah. You know, and I, he just you know still played halfway decent, but you could tell he was being way more cautious and not as aggressive hand. at all. Yeah, what, and I just figured. Well, the, the big fundamental difference was he was relying and almost thriving on his jumper and his fadeaway against the Raptors and against the Celtics. And in this, it was straight up old school. Past couple of years, ISO for fifteen seconds, drive to the hoop. You know, maybe have a dish out type of thing. Almost like uh, what Durant used to run at OKC when when Westbrook was fucking eating hot dogs or something. Was just like fucking wasted fucking offense and it's like why are you not pulling up like why are you not doing what i don't know you've been hitting 50 percent of <laughs> like this whole fucking time not that his efficiency went down but it seemed like that that strategy was different than what he'd employed against the warriors in the past and could have been something they could counteract as opposed to him driving in three guys crowding him yeah speaking of uh Kevin Durant, you mentioned, you know, he's a two-time finals MVP and still not even part of his own team. <laughs> yeah, the fact, and then did you, did you guys hear the whole Bob Myers thing that happened? Like, during the, like, afterwards, they were like, yeah, you know, about KD getting a max deal. He's like, no, I don't think he's earned that yet. It's like, you know, Steph's, Steph's been here the whole time, so he's, he's cool getting it, but I don't know about that KD. And you're like, and you could tell immediately once he said it, his face like changed. He's like, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that." It's just, <laughs> so not even your own GM, your own GM knows that you took the bitch way out and fucking yeah. joined them. <laughs> so that's it's like, come on, what are you supposed to do then? There's uh, mark my words right now at nine fourteen Eastern Standard Time on January nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. The Warriors will not win next year's championship and they will get blown up next year because whatever underlying stuff is going on that's be, that started to come out and been alluding alluding to, I think will boil over over the next year because like it's like these things don't happen this day and age with sports and also with <laughs> ego and, and like media is you don't see. I mean, look at fucking Shaq and Kobe and the Lakers. Look at look at anybody but the Spurs, essentially. Just like teams and players, and and they just don't function this way anymore. Yeah, so Kerr already going on record and saying, "There's no way my team is going to get motivated to be the one seed next year." Is like horrendous. Like that's yeah. like what happened to that 73 win team that wanted to like answer critics after they won the fucking title. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and even even David West said the same thing. David West was like, "Nobody knows what we went through this season." Uh, in the locker room that it was it wasn't as easy as everybody makes it seem like it's going to be so i can agree with that the only thing that kind of makes me think that they're probably going to stay together is just clay thompson yep. like he's just he's just so nice and so like willing to just be the fucking eighth guy on the team if he has to he's just like i'm just here i'm just here I, to play you know i want to just win some games and have a good time <laughs> as <laughs> like, mo was rattling off all those names <laughs> I wanted to say, except for Clay Thompson, he's just happy <laughs> to recognize whatever room he's in at that exact moment. Clay Thompson is the dude that doesn't fuck in the porn. He's just like happy to be on, happy to be on, happy to be on set for a, uh, a week. I'm just, I think that's how long it takes to make a porn. He's like, oh, there's a lot of crazy shit going on. Uh, why? Clay Thompson what? is just full stop the dude from the Big Lebowski. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Line. What's my line? 
Oh, you shouldn't have fucked her that way. Oh, oh. <laughs> him that way. Sorry, let's take that again, guys. Um, I think uh, as far as like alluding to and rumors and what was actually going on with the with the Warriors and all that stuff, um, one of the things that I had in the back of my head for is like, all right, well, if the the Cavs are going to win this anyway, it's going to be a combination of LeBron being absolutely all time fucking vicious, and then. Steph Curry trying to make it a point to ensure that he's the one that gets finals MVP. And then it just becomes a competition between Curry and Durant for who gets finals MVP. And while they're like going at each other, they don't see the Cavs like sneaking by them. But obviously that didn't happen. Fucking fucking sort of really happen. Although it did kind of like play out as far as game one and two versus game three and four. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's a lot of good speculation for, you know, a, a year, two years down the road, but, um, the season never really ends these days. So moving forward, moving ahead. And is there anything else we can talk about the final? I feel like we did not talk to, to touch on any game as much as we should have. I really just want to talk about, about uh, specific Tyloo coaching strategies. Compared to the next topic, almost. <laughs> Adam, I was like, I'm definitely gonna. I've been, I've been wondering when we're gonna jump to this next topic. So, like the last like ten minutes, I'm like, so when are we gonna ask uh, oh, this LeBron no. question here? We haven't, we haven't <laughs> talked about Larry Nance's pre meal ritual. We haven't talked about um, uh, Tristan fucking, Thompson. Tristan Thompson and his adultery. Uh, we haven't <laughs> talked about. Zadrunas Ogaskis and just what his thoughts were during the game, you know? <laughs> He's still on the team, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we need we needed Ziggy. Fuck. <laughs> Sign Ziggy up. Shit. Ziggy versus Zaza. I, I'd fucking pay paper. Oh, see that. My God. Oh. All right. So uh, if you haven't checked out um, basketball and other things, the Shea Serrano, Shea Serrano book, check it out. Um, there is a great chapter in there where he goes in depth on the Shaq Hakeem Olajuwon one-on-one game that almost happened on pay-per-view in 1995. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard about this? I've heard about it. Yeah. Okay. So it was an actual thing after the finals Shaq sent uh, Hakeem a letter saying like, congratulations, blah, 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 but I can beat you one-on-one. They both agreed to play one-on-one on pay-per-view sponsored by Taco Bell. Get those sweet ass jackets out. Um, oh. There was going to be like literally an undercard, like uh, Kevin Garnett and fucking Joe, uh, oh dumbass number one pick Joe something Joe Smith and like Nick Anderson and like Keith Van Horn. We're gonna all play like one on one games, and it was like a million dollars for charity. And he breaks down who would have won. Hakeem backed out like two nights beforehand because he was injured or whatever. We should do that with Zaza Pachulia and Zatruda Sogaskis <laughs> tomorrow. If Jimmy Kimmel and fucking Ted Cruz can have a bullshit one-on-one game for charity, why can't Zaza and Ziggy? And there'll be less scoring in that one than there will be in, than there was in Kimmel and Cruz. <laughs> and yes, that was my way to avoid talking about this even further. Well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I'm going to let Osman uh, uh, kick us off. Just... Just to give right, you so a you know, moment. You know I've been bothering you like nonstop for the past <laughs> since the finals ended. You clearly. Been fucking <laughs> Although I think I was the first one to send something from Justice Winslow's Instagram. I believe you? so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Um obviously the big question is uh where does Kevin Love land next? No, I'm just kidding. Where does <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a fucking clinic. <laughs> no, the, obviously the the big the big concern is it's another LeBron James free agency, and uh, you being you know probably the only person I actually know that is a Cleveland Cavaliers fan since you know inception. I guess is the best word to say it. <laughs> but uh, wow. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's just gonna, to me, I, I just see so many different scenarios that can possibly happen. Um, obviously it, now that, you know, Kawhi is shooting LA and Paul George is also from there. Like, it seems like it's a wrap, especially cause his kids apparently are already enrolled in school there. And he's saying that his family is going to be the most important part of his decision. And then you have, he's you know, two fucking first, houses out there. Yeah. He wants to, exp- he wants to be the next billionaire athlete and wants to, you know, Think about life after basketball. Why not end it in L.A. so you can just, you know, take off right where whenever you finish, even though I don't think he's going to retire till his son plays for another four or five years. Um, There's also CP3 already saying that he's going to worry about recruiting LeBron more than he is his own contract with Houston, which is kind of weird because, you know, you kind of need to sign that thing if you you want him to be there, too. Um, But Uh, breaking news, Chris Paul just uh, shattered his wrist picking up the contract (laughs) and reading it. So never mind. (laughs) And also you have the new report saying that LeBron also, you know, flew to Miami right before the final started and hung out with D-Wade and Udonis and According to Udonis, they didn't really talk about his future, but, you know, LeBron, he's all about saying, yeah, we're going to recruit him here anyways. You know, we'd love to have him here. Um, all that being said, um, I still think there's a higher percentage chance that he probably ends up back in Cleveland, at least for another one-year deal, um, to see how everything plays out with Melo and Chris Paul and, you know, the next free agent class that's coming out next year, um, especially this draft, seeing what Cleveland does with that draft pick and <clears> – <throat> how they tailor to him once again, because clearly he can take anybody to the finals in the East. So, I mean, the team can only get better from what he had this year in my, you know, my assumption anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mullet, what do you, what do you feel? I mean, I know what your heart wants, but what do you honestly feel <laughs> like, uh, is actually going to lo- happen. It, it, yeah. Sure. It's actually going to happen. And, and yeah. the logical move for LeBron himself. So I, I went this as, as seriously and non-sarcastically and break it down as much as I can from, from knowledge and whatnot. LeBron would be insane to go West. It makes no sense basketball-wise, which if that is a concern of his, I know family is first, and family being first, that should really equal Akron because his wife, his wife didn't want to fucking leave the first time. Um... Why would you go west and immediately make yourself give yourself a harder road than what you already have? Because wherever you go, even if you have some kind of Kawhi, Paul George, Lakers super team, we've seen with the Heat and we've seen with the second generation of the Cavs that these things have worked out, but they've they've always been a process. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to work out perfectly. LeBron and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on a team sounds like uh, three guys that do largely the same fucking thing together. Um, it'd be stupid to have to worry about the Rockets and the Warriors and then making it to the finals. Like, that's, like, that's bonkers to me. Uh, well, if, 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 and sorry to interrupt, but you're good. if these Eastern Conference finals kind of proved any, well, that's actually a pretty bad point, except for the Raptors. Because I was going to say, well, whoever he faces in the, the, the Eastern Conference or the finals from the East, it'll be fine, but... <laughs> 
Actually, no, well, it's going to be harder. I mean, like, it, it's not it's not a slam dunk mm-hmm. any year. Next yeah. year more so than anything because if this is the core that's coming back, plus whatever draft pick, whatever we managed to, to do largely over the cap in the offseason, we're going to have to deal with a Sixers team one year better. Mm-hmm. Um, a we're Boston gonna to, team with Boston. their superstars back. A, a, Boston, a Boston team <laughs> with, uh, that we barely beat with two of the like 20 best players in the league then on the team. Even uh, if well, Indiana stays as good as they are, that's still a Indiana's going to have a fucking ton of cap space, too, by the way. You know, I don't know if people understand. I don't know how attractive it is, but Indiana can basically send like two max players, I think, if they want to. Um, yeah, I believe Indiana and L.A. are the only two teams that can sign two full max contracts. Yeah. Um, so like, you're going to have those things to go up against. But still, like, it's, it's what you know, and it's, what's, it's still all those things – don't scare me like the Warriors and the Rockets do. Yeah. Um, I think he's also very much about his legacy and his name now. He took such a hit before and worked for four years to rebuild himself from the number one villain to sportsman of the year. That And now seeing what Kevin Durant is going through and that Kevin Durant is, is forever now going to struggle to be considered anything above not only LeBron, but even like a top 10 player, I feel like just because he, of what he did. So LeBron, I think is dialed into that and wants to try to avoid that. Um, if he were, I think I felt three things this whole time. Of course, number one, I feel like he would stay just because he doesn't want to go through it again. His family means everything to him. And, um, and we've proven every year that he's been there. We're willing to blow everything up to try something to, to, appease him and make make it work so we'll keep doing that until whatever fucking sticks uh the going to the Sixers scares me just because that's the team of the future and he can get old with that team and still compete and still break the scoring record still possibly get a couple rings he's all about trying my, to get that six my, my thing is though is like sorry to interrupt it's just You're that I, I feel like he's he will be literally stumping Ben Simmons' game because Ben Simmons pretty much plays a lot like LeBron without the shot yet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Stunt his I feel, growth, yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel like he would be literally limiting Ben Simmons if he goes to Philly. And I don't know if that's something that Philly necessarily wants to happen right now. I mean, obviously you want the best player in the world on your team, even if he's coming into year 16. But I feel like it would just kind of hinder the growth of Ben Simmons big time, in my personal opinion. No, I, I, I personally agree as well. I think their mindset behind it is that I think LeBron in a year or two is ready to not be the best player in the world anymore, if that makes sense. Like, I think LeBron's ready to be the number two guy on a fucking team and still do it well. And I think that he could attempt to finally have that impact on a player in the next couple of years with Simmons. Uh, my joke answer to that is Ben Simmons is already dating a Kardashian, so all this is a moot point because we're never going <laughs> to see what he can do ever again. Um, or I think it's a Jenner. I don't know. They're all fucking same. Uh, my third option, which has been talked about very, very little, is, and I, this goes against a lot of what makes up LeBron, but also consider what happened this past year. Consider uh, all the moving parts of the season. Why would you not just take the year off? Take the fucking year off. You just played 105 games. You just played like 12 game minutes worth more than any other person in the fucking league. You're not hurting for money. 
you already spend three million dollars on your body in the offseason. You have Kawhi moving somewhere. You have another year to see what's going on with the Warriors. You have Chris Paul moving. You have everybody coming back in the East. Why don't the you Cavs get the tank for another year? Get another number one pick. The Cavs can be absolutely horrendous after we get uh, and we get the eighth pick this year. And if anything that I hope is going to happen and what's mar- is planning out, we could get a starting All Star point guard and Trey Young out of it. Um, take the year off. Go fucking play. Uh, go to the Browns training camp. You know, <laughs> like do whatever. You know, take the fucking year off. You come back, you're 34, 35, and then whatever's the best sense then, go fucking do it. Like, like why would that not be, like, on the top of your mind? I, th- I think LeBron James will never not play basketball if he can play basketball. I that, agree. That's – I – you make very good points. Um, I uh, – I, I have no idea where to speculate on where he could go. A lot of places make sense. A lot of places would be a good fit. I ever so desperately want him to stay in Cleveland and not just stay in Cleveland, but and if there's anything that's been proven time over time over time and again and again and again is that nothing is untradeable. Nothing can't be blown up. Like There's always ways to do fucking anything you want in the mm-hmm. NBA, barring the league not letting it happen. Uh, yeah. I, I want him to not just stay in Cleveland, but sign a four- to five-year deal, an actual honest-to-goodness fucking contract, and open up the actual opportunities to bring people in or build something. that doesn't make that that wouldn't make sense then like it for him to build opportunity in Cleveland he has to keep signing the one in the one in one deals because that gives him that gives him the, the capacity to you know like <clears throat> he, he can weigh his contract out like say year two year like say he re-ups or he doesn't he opts out he if they want to bring guys in that gives them the the space to be able to do so if he signs a four-year max deal that kind of puts Cleveland in a tough spot to not be able to. I'm not fit saying that he space. signs a max deal. I'm saying he fucking goes, gives a hometown discount, dude. I'm saying, and here, and that uh, another thing that, that Mullet was saying. I honestly do believe that he could leave, and it wouldn't be a shit show. I honestly no, believe I, that he I, could leave, yeah. and he's everyone, given them, he's, he's everyone, given them a championship. No, no, yeah. no exactly. <clears throat> and everyone would be like, especially after this year, dude. I get it. Don't no, even I, sweat. I, but. I don't know. This seems like a, a a perfect opportunity to bring in some legitimate pieces. The thing that I love about the idea of him and Kawhi on the same team that's so diabolical is you are taking away from LeBron James one of his greatest all-time defenders. And that's that's so valuable. Um I, that's that's just me. But and and I, the the, the crazy the, the thing that's really going to shift this entire free agency a lot of, obviously LeBron is the biggest title name but this who the Spurs are going to deal with is going to be the difference maker on yeah. like everyone's decision like they they're gonna especially if they do make that deal with LA and like say they send like Kuzma and the draft picks whatever it may be because. I don't think they're going to get rid of Alonzo, but who knows? I mean, for Kawhi, I would. Um, 
Greg Popovich, <clears throat> Greg Popovich would be able to stand in a room with LeVar Ball for 19 seconds. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's generous. Um, but that, yeah, that's generous. Um, but I just, it, it, it all depends, honestly, like how they make that deal work with Kawhi, because that's going to be the difference maker on how every team builds. Uh, you know, obviously, the the best scenario for Houston, on they, they were right there. The best scenario for Houston is just try again. Try again with the same squad you had. Um, you you got you to gotta sign Capella, I guess, to whatever deal he might want and just kind of figure it out from there and just go for it. Um, bringing can, in LeBron kind of moves out a lot of pieces because LeBron's like, like let's face it, LeBron's not going to sign a fifteen million dollar contract. He's going to get you know max money. He's going to he's going to. I mean, he, he might not need it, but he's going to get somewhere near it. He's gone on record as saying he won't take anything but the most amount of money he can get. Which also remember, yeah. Cleveland's the only place that can do that. Cleveland's Cleveland. the only place that'll t- that can give him the max, max, max based on the rules. Yeah, what he can sign and trade with- too, though. Yeah, what I mean, he, should, he did it before, yeah. What he should do, what Cleveland should do, is do one of those wink-wink deals where, you know, hey, maybe after it's all done, Dan Gilbert's got, you know, a family he's got to deal with. Maybe you take the team. Be the owner. That's right. ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> You're talking, I'm just having say, fun here. As, I know, no, hey, hey, it's a lot of fun. As the only owner that's what, that's written a uh, press release in Comic Sans before, it is not totally unrealistic. I'm just saying. Uh, but it would be a lot of fun. Um, I don't see, much like I don't see LeBron going west, I don't see Kawhi staying west. I see Kawhi getting, not dumped in the east, but I see Kawhi moving somewhere over there. Um, I... I I see. A, Come on, a couple, Pat Riley, make it happen. I mean, I see. A couple, I mean, like the Heat obviously have assets, you know. That also, you have to think about the Spurs system. Like the Spurs are smart. The Spurs aren't going to get hosed in any fucking deal. The Spurs are looking for a certain kind of guys. I see a team like the Pacers that have a lot of space and a lot of money and a lot of really good hard workers. That might be something that might be attractive. Um, I see uh, the Wizards as a team that's underperformed but has a lot of good pieces and assets. That might be, you know, like a Bradley Beal, Marcin Gortat, and a future draft pick for like Kawhi and whoever. That sounds like right to me. And then you have Kawhi and John Wall and Otto Porter. You know, that that could be something. Uh, Kyrie Irving has made no bones about, you know, not definitely re-signing with the Celtics and always wanting to play for Pop. Why not get value and fucking trade Kyrie to the to the Spurs and get Kawhi there? Like, there's a lot of things that make sense in the East. As opposed to in the West, it's well the Lakers got all this room and that's it. Yeah, and and the thing about Kawhi though as well, like I, I'm not sure how much because I know he doesn't have a like a no trade. Obviously, he doesn't. Have, I don't think he has to approve where he goes. But um, he he his whole premise is that you know San Antonio the market for you know his sneaker deals and you know just his fame in general is not being you know, put out there as much as it should be. So like he wants to go to a big town like, you know, L.A. or New York or Miami, somewhere where he can like, you know, expand his brand because it's not it's it's not cutting it in San Antonio. That was one of the main factors that they wouldn't give him an expensive shoe deal um, because they're like, I mean, who's going to really, you know, who's going to really buy all your kicks like that? No, we're not going to give you, you know, 
a Nike deal that KD has or LeBron has, and it's it's just not going to happen. So I know he wants to go to a big market. It just depends on who. And I mean, it's it's tough to say because the deals have to be right because that money has to match somehow. Yeah, that shit. That shit's such garbage. Like I hate like, uh, you know, the Chicago Bills, Chicago Bulls were such just like a big juggernaut team, and Michael Jordan just you know leached onto. No, the Bulls sucked forever. You know, like, granted, Chicago's, like, a big-ass market, but fuck fuck your brand. If you're a great basketball player, I think you'll be fine. Like, Also, it, it's absolutely garbage. bogus, the idea that it's because you were in San Antonio that you weren't getting all the shine and, you know, brand expansion that you got, that you wanted. Um, dog, it's because you're Kawhi Leonard. It's because you don't speak. <laughs> yeah, it's because you're a mute. It's because you're still wearing cornrows in 2018. It's a billion things. Like you're Mind not. You, I still have yet to personable. hear him speak. Like yeah. nobody even knows if this is really him saying that he wants to be traded because I have yet to even hear yeah. him actually say anything about Real it. Real quick, dude, has anybody actually ever heard Kawhi Leonard talk? Like, no, I'm pretty no. sure that if he was if. He was fucking Uncle Drew. It would be a silent film. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say, like, I have expected him to, like, open up his mouth. He's like, hi, yes, I'm Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Him and Jared Kushner are the only two people I've never heard speak. <laughs> like, I was going to say that, too, yeah. Fucking, it's like, you know, there's no real, like, inward. There's no inward journey, man. Uh, I, I think it'd be, I think it's very foolish that he wants out of San Antonio um, I think it would be even more foolish for San Antonio to trade him anytime before the trade deadline to get maximum value out of him. Uh, and yeah, for all of this, like one sour year out of a career's worth of fruitful years, it's just very frustrating to see that just kind of like fall apart the way it does. It does all the time. But man, I'm, I, if I'm the Spurs, I'm exuding Let's, maximum restraint my thing is Unless like what a, happened insane offer like i don't know what like what happened especially from all players for this to happen for him to have this kind of you know like he just wants to get away so bad like something had to have happened so an organization where nothing happens and then with a right. player that never is known to be out there you know it's so this whole situation is so bizarre because it's like spurs organization has always been a one you know, they've been a dynasty for, you know, what, five championships in the last 15 years. And it's and it's like and then you have a, the, the God player that was sent to you after Tim Duncan. He doesn't speak. He does his business. He stays quiet. You know, he plays well. And and then out of nowhere, I want the fuck out of here. Fuck this place. It's like, what on, the fuck happened on paper? The issue stems from the Spurs medical staff. Uh, allegedly misdiagnosing uh, his injury, and so he goes to like some New York doctors or something like that, uh, and they give him another diagnosis. Um, and there's just a lot of kind of back and forth from that. What a lot of the behind the scenes scuttlebutt is is that his uncle, who's also like his manager, kind of getting in his ear and sowing a lot of the seeds of you need to be in a bigger market. Your brand needs to be bigger. That's where like a lot of that is actually originating from word is, uh, which 
you know, it's literally all just sources say and rumors and, and whatnot. So, um, so, uh, I, I've done something very, uh, man, it's a slippery slope. I'm on the trade machine right now. <laughs> I've been following Bill Simmons' trade machine updates too. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just wanted to point out to you two that this trade just straight up goes through based on salary, make it what you will. And then I want you guys to fix it from here, but you could give up Hassan Whiteside and Taylor Johnson, Tyler Johnson, sorry. Uh, for Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills, and that's basically within a hundred thousand dollars of one another, and that <laughs> is successful. Now, granted, <laughs> granted, uh, that's fucked up. Why'd you do that? Why'd you because, send that motherfucker? <laughs> that's fucked up. Why'd you do that? Because, because I want to ask you, how many years worth of draft picks would you have to add to that trade to make that go through? We already don't have any. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. So we're, we're in what, like twenty thirty four? Like how far yeah. in advance? <laughs> draft picks. Uh, that, uh, by the way, I want to point out that that uh, that trade increases the uh, Heat win total by six and decreases the Spurs win total by ten. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Again, so generous. I also want to point out that uh, the Spurs. Like, depending on what they do here, this is who they have signed up for next year, uh, besides Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills. LaMarcus Ulrich, Pau Gasol, and that's basically it. Everybody else they have on their roster is, like, making, oh, and, like, uh, Deonta, uh, Deontay Murray, whatever. Like, everyone else makes, like, $1.4 million a year on working contracts. Ginobili, Rudy Gay, Danny Green, like, they're all, Tony Parker. Rudy Rudy Gay opted out? Yeah, he did. They're all like either opting out or expiring or retiring or whatever. So the Spurs also could be very, 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 very feisty. I just don't see God being that great to me <laughs> for, for, for us to be able to just get, get Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills for Hassan Whiteside and Tyler Johnson. Well, um, I mean, obviously <laughs> not. Like, you guys would have to throw in something else. Like, I think, uh, I think. We'd probably, I mean, I think we'd probably have to trade Goran as well. Cause I know, and you know, they, from what I read, like, uh, pop likes Goran a lot and like that system would fit him well over there as well. Um, especially with Tony Parker kind of like going on the outs. Um, justice, but I, I, justice is from Texas. And he definitely proved himself in the postseason that he's actually halfway decent when he tries. Um, I mean, Goran Dragic, Tyler Johnson, and Justice Winslow for Kawhi Leonard and Patty Mills also works. But then we still have Whiteside. (laughs) You just take him out back and shoot him in the head. You're missing the point. You know, don't worry. Mark Cuban's dumbass is going to take that contract or something. That's what I've been telling everybody. I was like, Dallas Dallas is going to be the one to fucking bite and take Whiteside from us. And it's going to be amazing. Somebody dumb. Also... Don't, don't forget that, like, so we're talking about all these teams that have, like, all, like, that have space, like the Lakers and the Pacers and stuff. Like, teams are now penalized for not spending. So let's say that the Lakers just are inept again and manage to, like, totally whip on everybody. Like, they're going to have to spend that money. So, like, they're going to be willing to trade uh, fucking peanuts just to fill it up. So, like, they could, you know, same thing with the Pacers. Like, they could just, like, fuck, we'll take that $23 million and maybe we can find a basketball player underneath here again. Like, those things can happen. It's true. 
And then you guys yeah. are in your rebuilding phase, like you guys have been talking about, that you're you're kind of fine with. So. Well, my thing is, I, 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 I'm more so don't think that we're rebuilding, but I know we're not in it to win it either. It's kind of like, I don't know this this I don't see I don't see Riley sticking around for another four to five years. Like that's it's got to be tough because he's already been mentioning Malibu more than I've could ever imagine. <laughs> So I can't, I can't even, <laughs> he, he, I know his wife's been wanting him to retire for the last like 10 years too. So I, he, he wants to go out with a bang and I'm assuming that this off season with what's available, he's going to try his hardest since we missed out on Gordon Hayward um, and had to sign the guys that we did have, which are solid players, you know, for the most part, they're not stars, but Hey, we, you know, we got them for 40 million, 50 million over four or five years, which is not terrible in today's market. When you see like Drew Holiday getting paid almost two hundred million dollars, and like you know these other players getting getting their money, but um, Mike Conley is the sixth richest state in the country. Put <laughs> <laughs> that in perspective, Bonkers. yeah. And I think Luol Deng makes something around like almost thirty million a year with the Lakers, and he played a total of twelve minutes last year. So yeah. it's like <clears throat> it's the money's out there, and I just I just hope there's a way to figure it out and. And it's all going to be on the brink of like, you know, what the fuck are LeBron and Kawhi going to do? They kind of have the whole league by the balls. And it's and it's funny because like Paul George is out there, too, but nobody's really that concerned because they see him as like a piece to join one of these two. You know what I mean? More so than him being the number one that everybody's going to build around. So I don't know. Magic Johnson has, you know, that charm to him. We'll see how he figures it out. But I just the, the Spurs have to, you know. They don't, they're not going to set themselves back just to get rid of an unhappy player. I don't see that happening. So, I yeah, mean, we'll I mean, see. yeah, I, I think. Number one, let me get the joke out of the way. I want to see a Citizen Kane parody with Pat Riley. And instead of Rosebud, it's Malibu. Uh, it just <laughs> sounds cool and nice to me. Uh, number two, you guys are an interesting spot where. I feel like you guys could get better by not doing anything and stuff around you happening, possibly, you know, benefiting from it, uh, which is also, I mean, obviously that's not how Pat Riley fucking works. Um, but it is something to behold or consider something else that I've been tinkering with here. Let's pull the Cleveland up just to be fun. Uh, we have four trade exceptions still. Um, <laughs> Jesus. We have the Kay Felder, the Kyrie Irving, the Richard Jefferson, and the Dwayne Wade trade exceptions. Uh, that totals, uh, let me do my math real quick, uh, over $10 million. So there's that as well um, that we have kind of hanging around there. Uh, also want to point out that uh, George Hill's making $20 million a year but couldn't hit one goddamn free throw. Wow. Well, he said one free throw. <laughs> one more goddamn free throw. Um, I was going to point out, uh, we talked about Houston a little bit as well, uh, and you mentioned Capella. Houston would be very advantageous if they can convince him to get, like, the Tristan Thompson deal. Like, just straight up, you know, like, take, like, the four years, 80 million or whatever it is. um, That I think could be beneficial. But who else is there? So besides Kawhi, obviously we talk about Paul George. Paul George is going to L.A. Like, just fucking get it done with already. Who else is like um, the big free agents this year? Boogie, I think uh, they got they got to figure out if they're going to keep him in New Orleans or not. Um, that could be a potentially big one. Yeah, for positive but, and negative reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Would you guys want Boogie in Miami? Oh, scratch no. that. Would you guys want Boogie in on the Miami Heat? absolutely not and then not even because he's boogie which is huge but um because he's coming off an achilles man and those those injuries especially of a guy of his size like i can't i can't see him i mean he's probably gonna come back 100 percent. you know with today's like you know medical fields and people you know helping him out all the money they're investing in him but i it's tough to see somebody that large and the, the way that he plays coming, like being a full force off that Achilles and just, you know, risking that by giving him a big ass deal. Cause he wants money. He wants to get paid. Sure. Obviously they, they all do, yeah. but um, he's, he's on my list of guys that are like almost elite level talented that I would honestly just rather never have anything to do with. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, so, um, obviously you have Kevin Durant as well. But he's 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 staying. He's not going anywhere. Um, DeAndre Jordan uh, is coming out. Jabari Parker, uh, Tyreek Evans. Um, if Melo gets bought out, he's available. He All right, yeah, he we're will. really scraping the bottom of the barrel now. You just a Tyreek <laughs> Evans and Melo. <laughs> hey, said, Tyreek Evans played all right, man. Tyreke hey, Evans played all right. hey, oh, hey, are we doing that retro <laughs> podcast? I wanted to do to start. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, also, I'm retro at, to the one year we played fantasy basketball. Yeah, uh, I'm doing the free agency tracker on NBA.com right now, and uh, LeBron, Durant, Mello, D Wade, uh, Cousins, Dirk. Is Dirk retiring? Or like, I know Cuban will basically Cuban will like be horrible forever as long as Dirk is staying just to pay Dirk money that he deserves. Um, Derek Rose is a free agent. Everyone, look out for that. <laughs> uh, same thing with Isaiah Thomas. Man, that was fun. Um, have I mentioned the fact that uh, this past season, uh, another thing that I love, uh, like the Cavs, is Law and Order Special Victims Unit. And um, we had an episode where, like, uh, a, a child was found, you know, after 12 years or whatever, and it went home to, to Cleveland, and they had a Cavalier, like, congratulate her returning home. And we fucking got Isaiah Thomas. It's like, man, that makes this the most outdated SVU episode of all time. <laughs> that Isaiah Thomas, that woman should go back into that closet she was being abducted to just to avoid knowing that Isaiah Thomas was on the Cavs to begin with. <laughs> um, Chris Paul, Paul George, Rudy Gay. Yeah. The big I mean, one is Marcus Smart. Uh, we got to see what Boston does with him because he wants to get paid. And I don't think they do pay him, especially with the depth that they have. But he's, he's a pretty big part of that team. I feel as well. So we'll see how that plays out. There's a lot of good um, role players. Zach Levine, Wesley Matthews, uh, Julius Randle, uh, Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley <laughs> ever averaged 12 points a game last year? In what fucking league? <laughs> was he still on the Knicks or no? It no way. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was a Knicks star player, baby. Come on oh, well, now. Then there you go. <laughs> God, that's just a match made in heaven and hell at the same time. I feel so bad for David Fisdale, man. <laughs> I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> that sucks. Dude, I, was, well, I meant to mention uh, in one of the earlier uh, early Bang Shot podcasts, you are talking about like the list of coaches. Did you just make up that Meta World piece thing? Because I tried to find every No, I swear to God. <laughs> I was like, I want cameras in that room. <laughs> I got yes. so you, you guys heard me crash my fucking car when I heard that. <laughs> It was amazing. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, and also don't forget, this is a loaded-ass draft, too. This draft class is pretty good. Um, we drew, uh, The Cavs draft eighth, which is great. Um, and there's a lot of good talent there. Like I said earlier, I will happily take the the unknown of Trey Young and, and just hope for the best. Um, but a lot of good, good, fun things could happen there. The top five is maybe the best top five we've seen in Senso 3 in terms of size and potential. Um, that's also going to be a big a big factor because you look at a team like uh, like like Phoenix and Sacramento that have garbage right now but are willing to move and shake with those picks and maybe want to start building on something. You'd be surprised, man, what could happen. Speaking of garbage right now. <laughs> so I had to eat the meat mountain. <laughs> just in case people are listening to this for the first time in the whole bank shot series can you please reiterate to everyone what is on the meat mountain it's... and why you had to eat it yeah. so, <laughs> Osmond and I w- made a wager on the finals and I took the calves to be fun uh, oh. and make it interesting and the the Loser had to eat the meat mountain from Arby's. The meat mountain is an off-menu item uh, that includes every meat they have. I'm going to read it off the Arby's menu itself. The biggest sandwich Arby's has ever sold. Stacked ridiculously high with almost all the meats. Two chicken tenders, slices of roast turkey, pit-smoked ham, corned beef, 13-hour smoked brisket, USDA choice Angus steak, roast beef, and pepper bacon. There's also cheddar and Swiss cheese somewhere in there. Is a quote is a quote from the actual website. It took me a second and a half to scroll down to see the entire sandwich. <laughs> Go on, Rich. It's really bad. <laughs> How much did it cost, if you don't mind my asking? It's like 12 bucks and like oh, for the combo. Oh, Jesus Christ. God. You can order the menu at Taco Bell. Basically. Did yeah. it did, did it have like sauce on it as well? Is there like any kind of sauce saucing going nope. on on that thing? Nope. Oh, it's just a to... dry meat sandwich. <laughs> well, and so here's the thing that they also don't so for the sauces, I had to basically like layer the sauce. I had to like open the motherfucker up and like <laughs> sauce it every like three floors. And then <laughs> and the thing that don't I don't know if, if it I don't I don't think it was supposed to be made this way. I think the whole sandwich is supposed to be hot. But because they're dealing with a lot of deli meats that they normally don't make hot, half your sandwich is warm and the other half is cold. Just straight cold. <laughs> That's horrible. It's awful. Oh. Cheese is not melted. And then the only good thing are the chicken tenders. Chicken tenders are pretty good at Arby's. But it was a awful experience. It was so, atrocious. I wish you had the same experience that uh, that Tony and Brennan Werns had uh, ordering the what a catch at Whataburger for the bet that they lost. And that you went up and ordered the meat mountain, and the girl had to like look at the screen, turn around and be oh. like, "Hey, yo, is that the everything meat sandwich?" <laughs> Dude, the week before, I like meandered. I, I couldn't decide on mosey and meander because I'm having fucking flashbacks. 
You finally <laughs> uh, having a heart attack. Yeah, I had to. <sighs> I just swung by just to like ask them a few questions about it. I asked like, "Hey, how often does somebody get this?" And they said, "Oh, about once or twice a week, maybe." So they know where it is. <laughs> they fucking know. You mean, you mean there's a potential that that RV sells 104 of these a year? <laughs> yes. That That's how they make all their money. Let me do the math on that. Hold on. You said it was like 12 bucks? Say it's, it's yeah. $13.99 times 104. That's, hey, that's $1,500 profit for RV. Just <laughs> meat mountains. A weird ass column that Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> And the best part is, like, I Rich texts me that he's finally doing it, sends me the picture of this fucking disgusting-looking burger. I was just like, oh, my God. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I got to see him, like, take a bite into that shit. So I'm like, yo, can you please send me a video of you eating the sandwich? And he's like, sure. Sends me the video, and you hear his coworkers just, like, like just judging him about his sandwich. They, they, like, they hate me. They hate me now. They... The looks were beyond dirty <laughs> and of derision. They're like, "Fuck this guy! We're done with him. Rip is canceled." You are officially known as that meat mountain guy at office. Like, that's amazing. Uh, you should have known. Uh, I think the last time you bet a fast food sandwich and Osmond was sort of involved, it was the Baconator challenge. Yeah. So well, look, I knew, I knew I was gonna, ha- I knew that I was gonna have to eat it, <laughs> but I was kind of gonna do it anyway. To <laughs> <laughs> blame something or somebody. No, I have yeah, a reason to be miserable. With, yeah, it's the same thing with you and your hair. You're here to shave it. You just want a reason to. I know. I want to. I want to lose it because it's honorable. <laughs> There's no honor in, on Meat Mountain. <laughs> Many men died on Meat Mountain, so we can have this conversation today. Have some goddamn respect. Oh, fuck sake. That's it's. I why do I still have it on the screen? This Get it country's off. terrible. <laughs> All right, so we need to decide right now. Uh, most I'm googling most disgusting fast food sandwiches. <laughs> We need to set up something for the next season right now. You're you're probably gonna get a bunch of like custom stuff like McGangbangs and shit like that that like you can create or whatever, not order. <sighs> Which we, one was the one with um oh the, was it the double down from KFC? Did you ever yeah, have that yeah. one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had it once, yeah. That's, I mean, if I had that's fucking fine. chicken with a piece of cheese yeah. in the middle of it, yeah. <laughs> That's just, and bacon, that's just eating two pieces of chicken. That's all that is. Yeah. People got so up in arms about the double down. <laughs> and that's all it is. Did you ever have two pieces of chicken before? Cool. Then you've had a fucking double down. Uh, well, well, I don't see anything right now. These are just like, yeah. it's talking. I mean, the first thing that came up was the Naked Chicken Jalupa. So obviously, Google is broke. Because yeah. Send us is the most amazing thing time exactly send us your suggestions for the next gross ass off the menu thing we can order from a fast food place but whatever stupid fucking bet we make next to <laughs> at blank slate pod 
Well, I was say I'll I'll make one. I was going to make one blind right now. I was just going to do a. I know it's two of you against one, but a Cavs versus Heat win total bet for the next season. Right Ooh, now, like right now, with no other knowledge. How about with, how about this? How that. about this? We'll make we'll make it fair. We'll make it. Uh, we'll we'll give uh, an all in option as well. So obviously, if the Cavs do it, then you both do it. If the Heat do it, then I do it. Uh, the other team we talked about in this, this weird little trade circle rumor thing is the Spurs. If the Spurs have more wins than either team, all three of us eat it. <laughs> God, <this laughs> I, can, I can agree with that. Ever. All right, cool. The Fine. only sandwich I don't want to eat is the filet fish from McDonald's. Other than oh. that, I'm, I'm all game for everything else. <laughs> I'm trying to get rickets. Like, <laughs> like we don't want to like die over here. Come on. <laughs> also, what's actually worse is the BK Big Fish. My mom got hives from the BK Big Fish when I was like 12 years well, old. I fucking love oh BK goodness. Big Fish. I used to eat those shits like a motherfucker when I was a kid. Rich, Are you serious? You, you lived with hives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I ain't fucking with no fish. Uh, we ain't doing that. Uh, <laughs> we'll come up with something else. By that point, like pizza, it will have like a fucking like fucking donut pizza or something ridiculous. <clears throat> Rich, next time you're in Orlando, by the way, uh, uh, speaking of donuts, there's a place here in uh, in Claremont, which is like 20 minutes away from me, called Donut King. It's a 24-hour donut place, and it is incredible. It is so good. Have you been to Donut King before? Yeah. Last time I went to visit for my buddy's bachelor party, um, one of my friend's girlfriends brought brought us all Donut King for breakfast before we started drinking. So I was like, thank you. This is amazing. <laughs> Not only do they have just like a full menu, like fucking White Castle burgers and all kinds of dope shit, but they just have every Oreo donut, Fruity Pebble donut, Nerd donut, uh, fucking every, like every fucking donut you can think of. So, Rich, we're, we're doing it. Is there any, uh, so I think we're wrapped up on basketball. Is there any, because I know we normally wrap up this way, is there any other, like, just entertainment or, like, any, not hot takes, but any recommendations or what everyone else is digging right now in the world type stuff? Movies. Everybody's been talking about uh, Hereditary, about, like, how it's, like, been, like, the best horror movie in, like, forever. Mm -hmm. And I I went and saw it uh, this past Tuesday. And it is an uncomfortable film. <laughs> that's that's like the, the best I've way I can it. describe it. <laughs> it's just yeah, so I, uncomfortable. <laughs> I saw it uh, last weekend or a couple days ago. Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. It's fine. It's one, another yeah. one of those like <laughs> elevated horror type movies where it's like half art house, half horror. And, and you know, eventually stuff happens. Um, but... Yeah, I didn't know any like aside from the hype that it had a lot of hype. Uh, I didn't know anything about it going in, and I was uh, I was glad uh, that I went in that way. But um, yeah, 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 it was, it was good. It was good. Cool. It was, it was good. Uh, it was fine. Yeah, I, I have an eighteen month old, so I'll see that movie in like ten years. Um, <laughs> uh, what I did see uh, the first movie of my child's life was The Incredibles two. Which was dope. If you're an Incredibles, if you're a Pixar person, which if you're not, what's your problem? Um, <laughs> it's very, very good. It's not gonna, it's not gonna like, you know, blow you away. 
it's not it's not a deep Pixar gonna make you cry thought provoking movie, but it's also not Cars, so it's very very good. Do you um, recommend uh, rewatching the first one prior to going to see the second one? Uh, it couldn't hurt. I mean, it, I mean, the first one is much better than the second one, so you'll just have a fun time anyway. But um, yeah, there's a couple little uh, re- refreshing things you'll get you'll get from it. So yeah, I, I would check it out. Also, very very good short uh, beforehand if you're a fan of the Pixar shorts. Um, you, you will dig that as well. Um, that's all I really got at the moment. And everything else TV wise has been wrapped up for a while. So I saw another movie called upgrade. Um, all the cool shots in the trailer. So watch the trailer. Is that Logan Marshall? <laughs> that's that bootleg Tom Hardy movie, right? <clears throat> so Spencer 100% thought it was Tom Hardy. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know him from well Tom Hardy, but yeah, just watch the trailer. It's a dope trailer. Uh, Lo- yeah, Logan Marshall Green is the guy. He was the dumbass in Prometheus, and he's also on that USA show, Damnation. If you start to Google Logan, Logan Marshall Green, the second result, at least on my Google, is Logan Marshall Green Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Says it all. Yeah, which is amazing. Uh, wow, they do look really alike. <laughs> yeah, oh no, it's it's it's. It's disgusting. Um, um, Westworld finally had a good episode a couple weeks ago, so that was pretty cool. Um, you guys, you guys were uh, waxing on Barry a little bit, right? Everyone's yeah. been watching. Everyone watched all of Barry. I haven't finished it yet. No. Okay. All right, but oh. yeah, make sure you do because it's. It. I think it's got like new best show on TV, like like the new. This is the best show on TV potential. Mm-hmm. With the second season, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah. And also, that the, that's pending on how long it takes Atlanta season three to happen because Atlanta season two was absolutely incredible. Hell yeah! Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, Atlanta. Like, I thought you said it, okay. Sorry, I thought you were saying yeah. something else. Uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Season three is announced for 2019. So there's that. That's, that's uh, shocking, <laughs> considering um, how much he's in. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, uh, I was thinking about Barry the other day just cause I have nothing to do better with my thoughts. Um, and about how, like, I think the only thing that's going to stop Bill Hader from getting best actor is that show technically being a comedy. Yep. Uh, and cause what he gives, the show is a comedy, a dark one at that, but a comedy, but the performance he gives is not comedic, which it's is not. fantastic. Um, Show that I've actually been super fucking into these last three weeks has been Succession. I need to get on that. It is an incredibly well-written show. It's a well-toned show because it can be super dramatic, but then also disarms you to be incredibly funny at times. An amazing cast, incredibly talented. um, That, yeah, everyone just 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 throwing haymakers man everyone's fucking great uh fucking what is it rory or kieran that's in this which colkin is in it fucking rory rory colkin uh no hold on uh no it's kieran no kieran yeah it's it's kieran it's uh your majesty colkin pick one no it's kieran colkin uh, he's wearing a Connor's Cure bracelet in the third episode. Uh, Yo, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Those Culkins love their wrestling. It's very good. It's a very good show. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that, but that's really kind of about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Culkin. Um, fucking uh, Alan Ruck is up in this motherfucker. Hey, shout out to uh, our boy Cameron. Dustin Sharp. Oh, I'm just, I'm oh about the guy yeah, that, yeah. The guy that we personally know who's a piece of shit who we yeah. once said looked like him, but took us three days to figure out who the actor was that looked like him. Yeah. Um, um, Brian and Fox, Jeremy Strong, very good. Yeah, and also doesn't help we're in the dead season for sports because all it's on is baseball. Sure, you got World Cup, but I'm not a World Cup guy. I don't know if either one of you guys are. Oh, I am. It's been fucking awesome. I know. <laughs> I can wait for it to be over so everybody at work can actually go back to work. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've, I've uh, like, I downloaded like, the Fox Sports Go app and I kind of just like have it like tucked away to the side so I can kind of keep up since all the games are at like six, eight, eleven, and two every day. Yep. I, and I also I work with a very diverse team, so I have a Colombian, a Venezuelan, a Puerto Rican. Cuban, uh, a a Polish person. Um, they're not even watching. There's Polish. Just want to point that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like everyone's just like, and it doesn't even make sense. Like my Puerto Rican co worker is rooting for fucking Germany. And it's like, what? <laughs> like this makes no sense. But um, I just like it's not my my thing. So if you're into it, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, unless anyone has anything else, uh, we can start to wind things down. Everyone good? Yeah, I'm good, man. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not because of <laughs> everything that's happened. But yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, you know. I just, In I just hate that I have to terms. wait to like July 15th to find out what the fuck's gonna happen with this free agency. It's gonna take forever. <clears throat> don't, don't count out a lot of crazy shit happening two nights from when we're recording this. Like Thursday, Thursday, we could already see some shit happen. So make sure you're tuned to yep. the draft because that's it's going to be the start of it. Hell yeah. So uh, without any, f- with, unless there's anything else. Um, yeah. Thank you so much uh, for listening to this episode of the bank shot on the blank slate. Uh, we can be found uh, on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google just released a standalone podcast app yesterday, so check that out. Um, uh, yeah, and leave us a review, uh, rate us five stars, uh, a few kind words would also be much appreciated. Um, you can also hit us up uh, on ArcadeAudio.net where you find this and all the other shows on the Arcade Audio Network. Uh, adding uh, a few soon as well, so keep an eye out for announcements about that. Um, as well as actually we've already announced uh, Queer Movie Night. So, uh, yeah, that show is going to be coming out soon. So that feed is going to be launching soon. Um, that's going to be a very fun one. Um, you can also hit up uh, patreon.com slash arcade audio to support this show and all the other shows on the network. Bonus content is getting ramped up um, as well as uh, Discord channels as well. Um, if you want us to create a blank slate Discord channel and uh, want to be in it, uh, let us know. Um, at Blank Slate Pod on Twitter uh, or Blank Slate Podcast on Facebook, um, and we can get that done uh, for you. Um, yeah, and aside from all of that, uh, that should be enough um, for that. Uh, what about you guys? Any plugs? Let's start with uh, Osman. 
uh, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, O-Z-Z-Y-S-L-I-F-E, Ozzy's Life. I've been uh, getting more active on the Twitterverse. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Rich, who's encouraging me to start tweeting things and such. So <laughs> that's that's going. So you can find me on there. And if you want to throw us some options to what kind of disgusting sandwiches we could be eating in the near future, that'd be great. Yes. Get some options thrown out there soon. And uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for listening. Mullet? Oh, boy. <laughs> at your host, Mullet. I don't ever tweet, so I apologize in advance for that, unless I'm commenting on things like a smartass. Uh, my podcasts on the Arcade Audio Network are Podswoggle. This week, we got uh, some uh, great news from everything outside WWE that we talked about. Um, and my other podcast, Married with Movies, uh, we are launching part two of our three-part x-men series breakdown god damn i've watched seven of these fucking movies in like three weeks and it's starting to wear on me i'm so tired of seeing genetics at the beginning of a movie um but they're <laughs> mostly they're mostly very good um you can also uh like we said on patreon.com slash arcade support those podcasts and we have bonus good bonus content from both those shows coming up um here in the coming weeks and yeah that's and did you mention Pod Slam, Rich? Or did you not do that here? And I remember uh, no, Pod no, Slam. Pod Slam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, September 22nd at the IO Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Um, from uh, tentatively uh, from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. Um, yeah, there is still time to submit your podcast if you have a show and would like to take part uh, with us. Um, or if you have a product, a business, a brand, a project, uh, anything you'd like to get the word out about, uh, we are driven by sponsorships. And so please uh, hit us up. Head on over to arcadeaudio.net slash podslam for all the information about that. Again, as always, we are raising money for Connor's Cure uh, to fight pediatric cancers. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll be hopefully announcing a lineup soon super soon maybe, um maybe maybe just maybe if things play out the way they might there might be a blank slate slash bank shot episode there i don't know awesome <coughs> book your ticket <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> I, I i would appreciate it i like i said at the top of the show this has been i've been so excited to do this with, with you two. I officially am stepping down as the co-host of the Blank Slate, so Osmond can be the co-host of the Blank Slate. <laughs> we didn't talk about this that time. You're the co-host of the Blank Shit. Enjoy it. Have fun. That's <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, uh, and I look forward to, to jumping on the show and being excited about it like I was for RJ Hates Rap. So there you go. Um, yeah, if there's uh, one of those, that might be an after-party show. Who knows? Um <laughs> That means it's just us at 3.30 in another studio that we've demolished, drunk, talking about how much I want to punch Dion Waiters in the butthole. I would have that show no other way. Yeah. And also, don't Same you dare here. punch Dion Waiters in the butthole, all right? We need him. Dion Waiters' butthole. If you need Dion Waiters, you guys need a lot more. Keep your fingers off of Philly cheese. Um, another... I like to say I'm proud also, by the way, as we're wrapping up, that I did not say one thing about Draymond Green until right now. That was the most restraint I've ever showed in my entire life. We're all proud of you. Yeah. As for <laughs> me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Cammy. Um, yeah, and every other Sunday night at the uh, Comedy Sports Theater here in Chicago with my house team, Divine. Uh, motherfucker, we are good. 
Um, aside from that, yeah. Uh, Mullet, any final thoughts? Uh, Draymond Green is the answer to that uh, kick a guy in the nuts question from earlier between uh, Jose Mesa and Jared Smith. It's Draymond Green. Also, I recorded this whole podcast in my Matthew Delva Dover Cavs jersey. So there you go. Osmond? I, I thought it was 2016. <laughs> <laughs> um, final thoughts. Uh, I hope that this free agency happens fast and doesn't take another month and a half because the world cup isn't enough for me in the sports world. I need to find something else to watch as well. <laughs> so, uh, can't wait for football to be back. And, uh, this was fun guys. I appreciate, uh, you guys taking the time getting this done. Hell yeah. Good. I look forward to, I look, um, I look forward to rich bombarding you with football talk every week. <laughs> opposed to me. <laughs> Um, no threat of that. I am officially done watching football forever. Uh, without any other, uh, uh, interruptions. Uh, yeah, this has been the blank slate. Thank you so much uh, for listening and you can go ahead and delete this now. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.